All right, stand with me this morning. I want to read some in Romans chapter 4. And this was where, well, I'll explain it in a minute, but verse 24 in chapter 4. And he said, but for us, look at somebody and say, now this is for us. But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed or given, to whom if to whom it shall be imputed, listen to this, if we believe, right here is the main part, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Can I hear a louder amen in this house? That's more like it. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Let me read that again. Who was delivered for who? For us, for our offenses, or as our sins and wrongs. He was delivered down, delivered up on the cross for us. Let me just explain a little bit. But then... After his crucifixion, he was raised again for our justification, for our salvation. Amen. It said, so Paul was right in here, and boy, when I read them two verses up there, I mean, they were just something went through me. And I fully, I fully believe the Word of God today. Amen. I've had people say, well, I believe some of it, but some of it I don't believe. If you don't believe it, all of it, then you might as well not to believe none of it. Amen? And so, if we, but how many believe that Jesus died for our sins this morning? How many believe that he was raised from the dead for our offenses or for our help? How many believe that he's coming back one of these days? Amen? We're going to experiment just a little bit here. I'm tired of going to church and feel like I've gone to a funeral home. Paul said, or uh, Jeremiah said, we need to get back into the old past, church. We need to get back into the old past and not only get back in them, stay in them and walk in them. When I started preaching uh, over there, pastor, about 24, 23, 4 years ago, there's about 60 on the average coming and started building. And I mean, we had church. I mean, the hey man's in that church. I mean, they rang out. Hey man, the hallelujahs rang out. People was alive. People was receiving and people was giving out. So if we quit serving the same God that we served across the road, I mean, I've heard it some in here, but I've not heard it a whole lot. Not near as much as we ought to hear it. Have we fell into a formality or what's going on? I mean, I have preached up here, and I've heard others preach up here, sing up here, and look back across the congregation, and people will be sitting there like he's either asleep or dead. I couldn't tell the difference. So I'm going to give you a test this morning. 
And when, if you believe I'm preaching the Word of God, I want to hear not one, but I want to hear a lot of them this morning. You're not hey man in me, but you're hey man in the Word of God. When you say hey man, you're saying I agree with the Word of God. Let's hear a hey man in this row. Mark, I'll sit in this row over here. I'll get to you in a minute. That was fair, but you can do better. Let's hear another hey man. That's pretty good. There's not as many in this middle row, but I believe y'all can outdo them. Let's hear a hey man over here. That's pretty good, pretty good. Now, Mark, it's your turn. Let's hear a hey man over here. Woo, boy. Now, when I get done this morning, I'm going to ask probably the same question over here. Let's hear an old me. Boy, that was weak. That's about the way you're going to answer probably time we get down here this morning. Amen. Ain't God good this morning? Why are we sitting here like a bunch of deadheads this morning when he died for our sin? He gave them a beautiful building to worship in. He gave you a pretty good pastor. He gave you good teachers. Amen. Let's wake up. Let's get back into the old path. And let's do what God said to do. Enter his house with thanksgiving and praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the results of what I just read in them two verses, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed or given, if we believe believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered, delivered, to the cross for our sin really and was raised again for our justification now here is the results that you and I have received out of that therefore he said being justified how? by faith we have what? peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ that'll preach right there I preached it before a little of that being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So if how many has been saved this morning? How many still saved this morning? Then we ought to come to the house and we ought to be praising God for the results of our justification. What is justification? The forgiveness of our sins, amen. I didn't die for you. I don't need you praising to me. I don't need you pats on the back. But I would like for you to praise the Lord, my Lord and Savior, your Lord and Savior, for the work that He done at Calvary that you and I don't have to go to hell, but we can go to heaven. Amen. Glory be the name of God. Therefore, being justified, this is why Jesus died for us. And I'll explain a little of that this morning. Being justified by faith, we have peace. Man, I've looked over this congregation and I can't look over it no more, no longer, without speaking my peace. We come into the house of God sometimes and we look like that we've lost the best friends in the world. We look like that we don't know where the next meal's coming from. We act like we don't know what's going to happen the next minute. Uh, 
We are worried about things. We come in a house of God worried about things. Uh, hey, man, and we can't get nothing out of the service because uh, the devil has got to shut off. Hey, man. Uh, and we come into the house of God worried about this and worried about that and worried about even come up the next year uh, where we're going to get the money, pay our taxes and all. Quit worrying about them things, my friends. Uh, just take it a day at a time. Uh, Paul said one place in the Bible, he said, don't worry about tomorrow and what's going to happen. Uh, worry you're going to have enough trouble to take care of today. Hey, man. And you ever notice a lot of times, nine out of ten times, we'll worry about something. Hey, man. We'll worry about things uh, and worry about things for days, and then they never happen. If we've been justified, been saved, uh, and we know who died for us, uh, we know who holds tomorrow, hey man, we know what he's promised us in the word of God. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you, hey man. But sometimes we go through a little storm and oh my God, we just go crazy. I mean, we worry about that. We worry about that. We'll get on the phone, we'll call up this and call up that one before we go to God first. But we need to realize, let me tell you young people something. And probably these old ones have done realized and experienced it. You better not count on your so-called friend. I'm talking about to get you to heaven. I'm talking about when problems come and tribulation is wearing you out, your friends will promise you, well, I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. And I think they actually mean it when they say it. But in the wind-up, when things start to getting pretty bad and pretty bad, they'll turn on you. They'll forsake you. They'll forsake you. Let me tell you something, as long as you've got an automobile, as long as you've got money in your pocket, you can get all kinds of so-called friends. Amen? Get all kinds of so-called friends. But you run out of money and let your car quit and see how many of them come to pick you up. See how many of them will come and get you and take you down at the Mexican restaurant or somewhere. They're going to go find new friends that has got money. And I'm not saying I thank God for the friends I've got, and I've got a lot that I can count on, and I know you have too. But I'm saying let's not count on them for everything. Let's count on Jesus. He is a main friend. The Bible says he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I can't explain how close that is. Well, I've got a brother. Well, all my brothers, but I've got one. That if he's anything closer than brothers, he is. He's there. He's there. I can Sometimes I can the others. Sometimes I can't. But he said, here he said, if we believe 
on him that raised Jesus from the dead and was delivered for our trans offenses and was raised again for our justification. Then the results of that, listen, therefore being justified or, or saved by faith, listen to this, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Why don't we have the peace that God would give us? Why don't we have it? Why don't we show it? Why don't we believe it? A lot of people are over in the book of John, I believe 14 or 15. I don't remember what about over there. But when Jesus went back and the disciples said they was troubled because Jesus said, I'm going to die and I've got to go back to heaven. And they were troubled, but Jesus said, it's expedient that I go away. In other words, it's important that I go away. If I don't go away, then you will never, never get there. If you don't go away, then you will never receive what I'm going to send back to you. Aren't you glad he sent it back one day? Hey, man, aren't you? You say, what did he send back? He said, don't worry. He said, when I go, he said, I'll send back, or my Father will send back uh, the Holy Ghost, uh, and it will be in you. You'll be in us, and we'll be in you. And he said, it'll lead you and guide you into all ways and all truths. Give God a hand of praise, church. I don't know where you've received it or not, but he sent it. He said, it's for whosoever that will believe on him. I don't know about you, but I couldn't walk through this whole world without the Holy Ghost. And you say, what's the Holy Ghost? It's the Holy Spirit of God, amen. That he give us a promise the day of Pentecost. Uh, he said, I'll send it back. Uh, he said, listen, uh, he said, you don't know what it is uh, because I'm not giving it to you. Uh, you don't know what it is, but it's a coming. Uh, just go up to the upper room in Jerusalem. Uh, and he said, tarry there until it comes. Uh, and he said, when it comes, uh, he said, you will know it. Uh, hallelujah. He said, when it comes, uh, he said, you won't have to ask one another uh, what it is. Uh, he said, you will know. And the Bible said, the Bible said this all in the upper room uh, and all in one place, all in one mind. If this church would get that away, like they would, uh, the Holy Ghost would, oh, it would shake this building. And the Bible said he was all there, Johnny. He was all praying. And they were looking for something. <laughs> Woo, them people ain't listening to me. Y'all come over here. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I may make it back that way after a while. <laughs> but they was all in one place. One accord, one mind. Been there for days. They didn't know what to expect. But the Bible said, the Bible said, it was all there. They were still looking. Why did you come to church to look for this morning? Why do you go to church to look for this morning? You just go to church to show people how good a new dress or a new hairdo or, or what do you go to church for? To find out the gossip? You ain't going to get nothing. You ain't going to get peace and joy and happy 
if you come to church for anything except to roll worship and praise our living God today. And the Bible said he's all there. All of them. 120 of them, I believe the Bible says. Is that right, brother? 120 of them, so-so. And the Bible says <laughs> they were looking. They were looking. They didn't know when it was coming, and they didn't know what it was. Boy, Will's taking it in. Amen, Will. <laughs> Amen. He was, and the Bible said he was sitting there, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, how many is listening? They were too. How many is watching? They were too. And the Bible said, all of a sudden, like a mighty rushing wind. He filled the room. And they all received the promise, the promise of the Holy Ghost. The promise of the power that God had promised them uh, would come before He went, came back. Uh, and thank God for it. Without the power of God today, uh, without the Holy Spirit today, uh, you and I would never make it through this walk of life. Amen. Amen. Never walk, never make it. I don't know how some people makes it through the day without Jesus. I don't know why some, and I'm going to add this to it, says, I don't know why some that call themselves Christians, uh, but they can't never get out to church, Harley Mark, uh, and worship the living God. Amen. Hey, so many of them has got just enough religion uh, to be miserable. If they had as much salvation as they did religion, uh, self-righteous religion, then, buddy, they would be on fire from God. Amen. I didn't know he was going this way, but I'm just following because it feels good. But Jesus said, Jesus said, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Only way, only way we can have peace is through and by Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus said, let me tell you something. Uh, he said, don't look in the world for it because the world, Mark, don't have no peace to give you. A lot of people, the Bible says, they'll search and search, uh, but they will not find peace in this world. There's a lot of people trying to find peace by material things. Uh, hey, man, and working seven days a week. Uh, hey, man, trying to get material things. Uh, but God never passes their mind. Uh, let me tell you something. I'd rather be a pauper uh, and live in a tent uh, and hold Jesus uh, and to live in a mansion uh, and be a millionaire. Hey, man, uh, if you don't have Jesus, uh, you don't have nothing, church, this morning. It takes Him to give you peace. It takes Him to heal you. And all of a sudden it came like a mighty rushing wind. Boom. The Bible said they began to speak in other languages and other tongues. Never done it before. Some people said one day, said, well, said, no, but said, everybody don't speak in tongues, and that's true. I said, no, but that 120 in the upper room did. 
Let me tell you something. There was people from every nationality. There was some kind of meeting, national, national meeting. And the Bible said they heard them upstairs. And they was Greeks. They was, they was all kinds of nationality and languages there. But when they started speaking upstairs, they said, what's the matter? Ain't them men Galilean? Yeah, they're Galilean. Well, they must be drunk. So Peter showed up. <laughs> Peter showed up and said, these men are not drunk. You're supposed to be in only the third or not. He said, they're not drunk. He said, they've just received the promise. You know? They've just seen, received the promise of God. But the Bible said, you know, the Bible said that these other nationalities, they didn't know the language. They didn't have the gift. But let me tell you something. If you wanted God, will not only give you the gift, but he'll also give the one that's sharing it. He'll also give them the gift to understand it. I've heard people say, well, I don't believe in that stuff. I don't believe in that stuff. If you don't believe in it, don't you condemn it. Don't you condemn it. If you don't believe in it, and I mean, I've been in churches that they were things that I didn't see and didn't feel with my spirit was going on was right. It was out. It was not of God, I'll just tell you. And I didn't partake in it. And I won't partake in it if the Holy Spirit don't witness for my spirit. For every good thing, there's a counterfeit. But when the real thing hits, you're going to know it. <laughs> you're going to know it. Amen. But peace. Only Jesus has peace to give us. The only place it comes from. Let me get on here. By whom also we have access. Now, when we get... When we get this justification, we just don't get saved and that's it. But now listen to this. By whom also, after we receive, by whom also we have access. Anybody know what access means, Lord? Anybody mean what access? What does access mean? You can get to it. You have a way to get to it. Listen to this. After we receive the Holy Spirit and we're saved, and justified by whom also we have access. Then we have access. Before we're saved, if you're not saved, you don't have access to heaven. You don't have no clue. You don't have no clue what heaven's about. You don't have no clue what Jesus is about. You don't have no clue what I'm about or what the other Christian is about. That's why the devil comes in and say, look at that, look at that. That ain't right, that ain't right. But we have access. The only time the Bible says this, I've heard people say, well, God, I'm a sinner, but God, answer my prayer. I'll pray for somebody and they got healed. Are you a Christian? No, no. I said, let me tell you something. God, did not hear your prayer. But, well, God healed them. It's because some old saint or some old church saints was praying for them. Amen. 
The Bible said the only prayer of a sinner that God hears is a prayer of repentance. Amen! The only prayer that God hears from a sinner is a prayer of repentance. And when you pray that prayer of repentance and accept Jesus Christ and He comes into your life, uh, then you're going to have access uh, to the throne of God anywhere, anytime uh, that you're at and anytime uh, you need access, anytime uh, you need to talk to Jesus, uh, anytime uh, you can call upon Him, uh, He's never asleep. Whew. God, I ain't felt this good since I was 16 years old met my wife. And I didn't feel that good then. <laughs> Woo, God, I feel good. Is it all right if I just walk a little bit? I need to get my strength built back up. I'd rather walk from Jesus huh, than to walk from the devil. Hey, man. Some people say, that preacher's crazy. I am crazy. I'm crazy for Jesus. Hallelujah. You can have the world and everything in it. Ain't it? Just give me Jesus. You can have every material thing that the world owns. Here Tony say one time, everything he owns. Pile it up in a pile and one match would destroy it. Let me tell you something. I got something this morning that fire will never touch. Amen. I said, I've got something that fire will never touch. Some people say, what in the world is the matter with you? I believe I've just got a touch of the Holy Ghost this morning. I feel like, Billy, I feel like I did from back 23, 4 years ago when I started preaching. I, I could jump as high, run as fast, uh, amen, and shout as loud as anybody else. Uh, I may not run as fast, I may not jump as high, but I'm going to tell you something, what little I can, when my feet hit the floor, it's going to land solid, amen. Lord, let me go on. It's not only so in verse 3, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. You say, well, there ain't much glory when you're sick in tribulation. You're going through a battle. Huh? The Bible says there is. Know why? Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience worketh work experience, and experience worketh hope. So that's what hope does. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Amen. I'm not ashamed to call myself a Christian. I'm not ashamed, Brother Dean, no matter where I'm at, if somebody needs prayer and they say, Ralph, Remember me in prayer. I said, let's do it right now. Amen. I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to walk up to the devil and tell him he don't own me anymore, that I belong to God. Amen. And I don't care a bit, no matter where I'm at, to witness in Walmart. I don't care. I could walk in a bar anywhere and I could tell them about Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed. It's sad so many Christians call themselves Christians and they're ashamed to witness to somebody else. They're ashamed to testify, say them testify. The devil has got you bound down, church. Break, we're going to break that bondage in these people, in this church. We're going to break it and we're going to start having some church. Let me tell you. 
I told Tracy last Sunday I didn't know what was coming. But I told him, Lyndon Ray, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, something's fixing to happen. I said, there's going to be some changes, man. And we're going to get back to worshiping God. Amen. <laughs> tell you what. I may not feel this good again for a long time. But I'm going to enjoy it while I do feel Amen. He said, let me read a little more and then better close. For when we were yet without strength or without any hope, in due time, in God's time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet per adventure for a good man some would even dare to die. Verse 8, But God commendeth, he proved him love, toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Died for you and me when we were yet sinners. Can somebody give God a hand of praise this morning? Much more than being now justified or saved by His blood, Jesus' blood on the cross, we shall be saved from wrath, from eternal hell, lake of fire and brimstone, Christ died uh, from wrath through him. For else, listen to this. Now, I'm getting very close here in a minute if I can. I don't know what I can or not. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Reconcile. What does reconcile mean? What does reconcile mean? It means brought back together. See, at one time, because sin separated us from God. God was down here. God's up there. And sin had us separated just like a blanket. We couldn't get to God, and God wouldn't get to us. But God had a plan. God had a plan. And one day God looked down, and he said, I'm going to put my next plan in motion. Called his son and said, you've got to go down and die for the sins of the world. I'm separated from my creation, my people. And I love them. They have no hope. And you're the only hope that they have. Don't you know that hurt the father when he told his son, said, you've got to go down, suffer, and die for all them lost people because it's all lost. We all were. And so he said, all right. So when Jesus came down, when Jesus came down and from heaven and he died on the cross, the Bible said over in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, the Bible said that the curtain in the temple was real thick. It was rent in the middle. Rent in the middle. Fell apart. That was signifying that they didn't need a priest to go to once a year. That was signifying that Jesus Christ was the high priest, the only priest that there was. And he said, you come to me now. You don't have to go. You don't have to talk to a priest. I am the high priest. And the Bible says when that happened, when that curtain was rent, the walls rolled back, and that's when we was reconciled to God. Amen. We were brought together with him. And now then we have access to him. Only if we believe in him. Let me finish. 
And not only so, but we also join through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we now, whom we now receive the atonement of sin. The only way we can be forgiven is by on our knee and confessing our mouth, believing in our heart and confessing our mouth. 